the swag after and boss. Is that, and is welcome that to another episode of the Sartorio uh, and Geek Podcast by Webster Style, where we talk about bow ties, comic books, and everything in between. I am your host, Webster Style, the man, the voice, the fragrance that always cracks me up. Coming to you again with another episode, and this is one of the things I love about just being able to have a platform regardless of how large or small that it is and that you can talk about others that you enjoy other content creators whom you enjoy so today for the download I think I'm gonna make this a regular theme of doing a double download I am going to start off with a YouTube creator that I've been watching for a while now who I've been binge watch their content from the jump and the YouTube creator of the channel is Avalanche Reviews. Now, a few months ago, I talked about how I have never played a Resident Evil game, but I always have enjoyed just the franchise, the motif. I've always loved zombie movies, so just the general vibe of it uh, is something that has always, always captivated me, just not the general gameplay of it. Well, Avalanche Reviews, a lot of... Um, what drew me to the channel was the very in-depth reviews, particularly of survival horror games that he has done over the years. He has a whole Resident Evil retrospective on not just the games, but movies as well. Silent Hill, his current series uh, that he has on the channel was a, is a three-part so far about Resident Evil uh, clones or knockoffs. He really does some great work uh, with the analyzing the games, the gameplay, the graphics, but more importantly, which is something I love, it's the history of those games, how the games came into being. So I really enjoy it. And he doesn't just do survival horror. Uh, there are RPGs and other genres there that he loves as well. But he is someone who has, who says many times on his channel that he loves the survival horror genre and that is definitely reflected in his content so give him a check out and that's avalanche reviews and i will leave the link in the show notes so just search avalanche reviews on youtube if you are someone who enjoys game reviews game retrospectives he's definitely going to be someone that you're going to enjoy and you're going to subscribe to my next download is a game, and uh, for those of you who are PlayStation people, I apologize at times. Uh, I am someone who has been very much in, been in the camp of uh, Microsoft since the death of the Dreamcast, and I got an Xbox, and then Xbox 360, and now Xbox One, and I'll probably get an Xbox Series, whatever, well, Series S and I don't know, three years, <laughs> who knows? It's not anytime soon, that's for sure. So some of my downloads, as far as the availability, are gonna be somewhat skewed, and also not just the game themselves. Sometimes the price points or the free or lack thereof um, are gonna be skewed or exclusive to the Xbox as well. Uh, so in this case, I apologize in advance if you are not an Xbox person. But my download of the week when it comes to games is Too Human. Now, Too Human is a game that was originally released, I think it was 2008, on the original Xbox, excuse me, this 360, not the original Xbox. And it was supposed to be this grand trilogy by Silicon, Di um, Silicon Knights, uh, 
and it was supposed to be this groundbreaking game and well it wasn't it ended up being uh, more famous for the lawsuit that silicon knights waged against epic games for the use of the unreal engine 3 silicon knights ended up losing and as a result they could no longer sell the game so let me give you a bit background so this game actually started life way back on the playstation 1 so it was in development hell for about a good 10 years and it is a sort of techno norse mythology inspired action rpg and when it was released in 2008 it was still buggy and janky as all hell but you know what i enjoyed it i never bought the game but i did run it on gamefly and at the time and it was something that i enjoyed playing through it was just fun to play just smashing leveling up uh, at the time and even now i believe there's online two-player co-op so it was just a fun game to play it's not a game i would have purchased by any ways or means at the time it just was too buggy but just to rent it and play through it during a couple days and send it back it was great well because of the whole hey we can't sell this because of the lawsuit microsoft gave it away since they published it it's backwards compatible to the xbox series x s and xbox one so it is available in the marketplace for free and for free this game rocks i've played it every now and again um, over the past year or so since they put it out it might have been out longer than that i don't know whenever i found it was available i downloaded it but i didn't realize it was still available for free to download and it is just a great game to really jump in play around in kind of see what the developers were doing uh, revel in the jankiness you know we all talk about the whole debacle with cyberpunk right now and how that game was rushed out to market before it was finished well this one right here this, this is before dlc to fix stuff so you can really see this the jankiness and the uh, just the bugginess of the game entirely and it's actually in my opinion part of its overall charm uh, when you really get down to it so for a free game it is definitely worthwhile so my recommended download for those of you who have uh, xbox 360 xbox one xbox x or series x is the free download of t-human for free you cannot go wrong so those are my downloads and let's get to the main topic this week and that is the falcon and the winter soldier episode one now, I will tell you, it will be light spoilers throughout this commentary, but I'm not one to really go into deep dives. I just want to give you my general overall impressions of the series so far. First and foremost, I'm upset with Disney because they were smart to give us a double dose of one division from the start. They only gave us one episode of the Falcon and Winter Soldier, which is that was heartbreaking. But I do understand the Falcon and Winter Soldier is a shorter run. So only six episodes compared to the nine episodes of WandaVision. So I understand they want to don't want to blow their load uh, too fast. But it is great because it is it pretty much it's it's great to see the continued and further evolution of Sam and Bucky um, as Captain America. The Winter Soldier is my favorite MCU movie. Yes more i love it more than black Panther. i actually watched it again last night while after typing up the notes for the show because i was so enthused to watch it again because it's really in my opinion just of all the mcu movies it is 
perfect. It is perfect. Well, there are a couple things I noticed last night, but it's another story. But it is perfect as far as characters. It's perfect as far as acting. It's perfect as far as the amount of action and suspense. It's perfect in refar- as far as runtime. It's an over two-hour movie, but you don't feel like you're watching a two-hour movie. It goes by so quickly from one set piece to another, and it's just... It's just the perfect MCU film, in my opinion. And it's one of those films, one of those movies that really uh, deepened my love of Captain America as a character and what Captain America represents. And I think that at times that's lost or that has been lost with the character over the years. And that's something that at least with the Winter Soldier, it really exemplifies very, very well. So I, I love that and seeing this was even better. It's, I was looking forward to this series more than WandaVision. WandaVision was great, so I expect nothing else from here. So my biggest problem, like I said, is Disney only gave us one episode to start. Uh, Sam, in my opinion, Sam Wilson, he's always been one of the most prominent avatars of the common man in the MCU. Uh, really, Sam and uh, Scott Lang are just normal, everyday guys. Well, maybe Lang more so. I would put Rhodey into that, but Rhodey's been involved with Stark for so long, I don't see him as the everyman. Sam, especially when we were watching Winter Soldier last night, you, you really saw those themes of PTSD. You really you know, saw that he was just somebody who was trying to deal and cope with his experiences in war. And that really, now I've never been in war, I've never been a soldier. But I understand those human themes. And that's one of the things I really loved about the character. He really was this dude who just got caught up in a situation. Now he's fighting alongside these, you know, Norse gods and, you know, the symbol of America and African kings. And he's just a paratrooper who has a, you know, special backpack set of wings. And yes, he has fighting skills, but he has no super powers. He's just smart, quick-witted, and he has his wings, and he can fight, and that's it. And, you know, very similar to Natasha, but Natasha, with her fighting skills and not being superhuman, still always comes off as something other than normal uh, because of her background and training, and it'll be very interesting to see a lot of that when Black Widow comes out, but she wasn't just normal. No one really could relate to her in that regard because her circumstances and her upbringing are not normal. Sam is normal. And you see a lot of that in this series, and I love it. I I love it because you see what the blip did in real life, what the effects were. It is, as a result, it's very refreshing to see him deal with real life issues, especially after the blip. It's also nice to see that helping save the world and being a quote-unquote celebrity, still can't get a black man a bank loan to help save his family's business. That right there, I think, and I I stress the the black part simply because I'm sure that in that circumstances, it'd be hard for anyone to get a loan. But historically speaking, at least in the United States, you know, there have been numerous instances where people of color are qualified for these things and because they are seen as risk because they're people of color because of the neighborhoods they live in or from they are seen as risk and are not given these loans and have constantly been denied these things so it's, it's very refreshing to see that error or that um, aspect of 
him being a black man still being explored um, in that sort of reality, it's real life. And with many people of, of many different generations, an instance like that really hits home. So I love seeing that. And conversely, Bucky's story is exactly the fish out of water that you would expect. It's very similar to that of Caps as a man misplaced in time. Just it is laced with regret and a need for atonement because of his Hydra past. And it is very interesting seeing that and how those nightmares continue to plague him in his dreams and in reality. So I love that. And again, with Captain America Winter Soldier being my favorite MCU film, I am very invested in seeing how these characters evolve and seeing what they are like outside of just fighting a battle. And I am very much in tune with what they're doing with these characters so far in episode one. And then the introduction of the Flag Smashers makes me wonder if someone is tinkering with the original Super Soldier form formula cough cough baron zemo more than likely uh we saw kind of shades of that in uh, captain america's civil war by the way johnny walker aka the new captain america excuse me the new captain america aka u.s agent looks like a knockoff of cap and that works for me he looks like a two-bit steve rogers and for me it's a foreshadowing that he won't be able to handle the pressure and carrying the mantle of captain america I mean, that costume looks like somebody's cosplaying, and that's not a bad thing. Like I said, I think it is a very good representation of him trying to be Captain America, but not being Captain America. And I love that. So essentially, as I said before, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier is essentially Captain America 4. And that is actually all right with me. That is what I want from this series i want captain america 4 and i think that essentially what is six episodes six episodes at what 40 minutes a piece you're essentially giving us what a three plus hour captain america 4 which is perfectly fine just broken up into parts and just overall with the production values and everything it is straight up a mark they are not sparing any dime cutting any corners when it comes to making this seem like a theatrical experience when it comes to effects and set pieces on your tv screen streaming through disney plus i love it marvel keep it up i can't wait to see how things end uh with this series and ultimately dovetailing into uh, black widow or widow not widow um in may I'm still debating if I'm going to pay premium premium or just wait until that comes out. Um, regular Disney Plus. I, I can't do it. But anyway, uh, if you have not seen The Falcon and Winter, The Winter Soldier, uh, check it out. It is something that you will definitely enjoy if you're a fan of the MCU. And if you are like me and the Captain America series of films, particularly Winter Soldier, is your favorite, one of your favorite MCU films, definitely watch it. You won't just be, you will not be disappointed and we're going to take a break we're going to hear some words from my lovely sponsor anchor and then come back with a whole lot of fragrance and we are back so one of the things that i don't tend to do that a lot of other fragrance reviewers do are lists like these top five for spring or fall like 
I don't do that. Um, not because I'm knocking anybody that does. However, as I've said before many times, I wear what I want to wear regardless of the season. And fragrances are very, very personal, very intimate. And they work differently on different people. So I don't tend to do lists that are more or less recommendations. I want to do a list that's very much akin to my own experiences and very much about my own preferences. And one of the things about fragrances, and I hear this all the time, is women remember what you smell like. I've heard many times from the opposite sex, they say the one thing they love the most is a good smelling man. And and we as men love a good smelling woman as well. So it got me thinking, what are the fragrances that I get the most compliments? And I wrote down my notes and like, oh yeah, my five most complimented fragrances. And I do have five, kind of, sort of. It really translates to about ten. <laughs> I, I couldn't narrow it down. And there are some that are just are in category. So let me start. First, I'll give an honorable mention. And this is a very recent addition uh, to the collection, so on and so forth. It's one of the fragrances I received as part of the Scent Explore uh, bundle or a goodie bag from a couple months ago and that was Morning Chess by uh, Wilhelm Parfumery. Every time I wear this, there's a reaction. It is something, and I think I've said before, like a bottle is like 300 some odd dollars. So clearly I'm not rocking a bottle at the moment, but you definitely don't need a lot. It definitely has staying power. It has projection and is definitely an attention grabber from the opposite sex. I always get compliments when I wear this one. But that's my honorable mention. And you're like, Webster Style, that's your honorable mention. What are in your top five? So let me get into it. So the first I'm going to do, it was going to be Oxford Blue. And if you listen to the podcast, you know how much I love Oxford Blue. Oxford Blue by English Laundry has a special place in my heart because that is the one that got me to understand the power of fragrances and got me to become the fraghead that I am. But when talking about Oxford Blue, I realized it's not just Oxford Blue. It is literally most of the line that I have from English Laundry that garners compliments. So my number one is not a specific fragrance. It's a house. It's the house of English laundry, particularly Oxford Blue. I should say specifically Oxford Blue, Crimson Night, Notting Hill, and London. All these fragrances are drastically different. Each and every one of them garners compliments when I wear it. Uh, from the bluishness and the um, moss and vanilla of that are found in the Oxford Blue to just, I don't know, Crimson Night always gone as attraction uh, for me. Notting Hill, there's a, a musky spiciness that uh, the opposite sex tends to love. And London is their Aventus approximation. And let's be frank, you cannot go wrong with a high quality Aventus approximation or inspired fragrance if you don't have the actual original Creed Aventus. And we know how that fragrance itself is a compliment getter. So number one is not a particular fragrance, but just a house, the house of English laundry. Each and every one of those fragrances garner results, garner compliments for me. Um, even when I don't smell it, everyone around me 
does regardless of the fragrance the next one is another one that i'm pretty sure you won't be surprised with as i've spoken of it often and that's ovation for men ovation for men is just a quality fragrance for me it is one that from the very first time i wore it it garnered attention it garnered compliments it is such a classic but new fragrance and it is one that as i said before in, in previous talks it is an empowering fragrance for me it lifts my spirits up and maybe that has something to do with that lifting spirits and lifting confidence when i need it the most it even heightens that attractive attraction that the scent creates so ovation for men is in the number two spot then there's authenticity from authenticity perfumes now this is one that it is it is a manly fragrance it is it is great it is definitely something i can see you wearing out for an evening out to the club and if you did not hear my initial review of it when i first wore the fragrance my spouse literally sniffed me from my chest to my neck and asked me what did i have on so that is definitely one that will garner you compliments and it's definitely in my uh, estimation it is a chick magnet uh, of a fragrance. The next one is going to be one that you may not be surprised with but you may be and that's Blaze by Beverly Hills Polo Club. This is if you are a fragrance head and you want a cheapie that is going to really perform garner compliments uh, Blaze by Beverly Hills Polo Club is the one uh, many have said it is very much akin to Spice Bomb by Victor and Rolf again I still haven't spi smelled Spice Bomb so I don't know but every time I wear it I'm asked about it men and women they love this fragrance and then another one is 3am by Sean John my only issue with 3am by Sean John is that it does not last long but the scent is great it is definitely one you want to wear for maybe your more intimate encounters is definitely good for a a date night with someone maybe your third or fourth day simply because you, you may expect to get a bit more physical and close by the time you get to that point is definitely one and then i'll give a bonus and that is the harf um a signature noir by the harf now i love uh the regular zaharf <clears throat> signature pour home as well as uh, the newest ones, Rosé and Royale, but there is something about Noir and that increased spice that really gets the attention of the opposite sex in my experience. So those are my top five, quote unquote, uh, most complimented fragrances that I own. And I'm pretty sure that's going to change. Uh, I can do a whole top whatever just with the Pagoy fragrance fragrances that i own those back there those are bangers and even more so for the price they are always uh always garner compliments but they aren't in my top so but that may be another whole episode of this bad boy so okay i've talked about my five most complimented fragrances so what is our fragrance of the week our fragrance of the week is actually 10 a.m flirt by kieran nyc so with this one, it is described as a witty green floor fragrance that gives off a flirty and magnetic vibe. Based on my usage of it, I can definitely see how that's the vibe it gives off. So you're going to have notes of gardenia, fig, cashmere wood, and sandalwood. 
Now, I am not a big fan of the Gardenia on the opening. I, I is a bit too green for me um, in its opening as I spread, but then as it settled down, it really hits a stride as it settles into that slight sweetness of the fig and, and it's that melts into that cashmere wood. So it's kind of sweet, creamy vibe to me. And then you can't go wrong with that sandalwood finish. And even throughout the hours of um, uh, duration that I got from it, I really got that um, friendly battle between the fig and the cashmere wood and the sandalwood. And the gardenia still reared its head every now and again. And at that point, it wasn't off-putting. It wasn't unpleasant for me. I thought that overall, it worked really well. For me, it is not a seductive fragrance and honestly i can see this being and i'm not sure if it's marketed uh, as a unisex fragrance but i see this working for men and women i can see men finding this very uh masculine or male-ish to wear and i can see women finding this as well as something that's subtle as something that could be very feminine as well especially with the floral notes in it so i i like it and also for a, a niche fragrance it's not a bad price either you can score a 50 ml bottle for about 84 bucks in my opinion is not a bad price i'll talk about ovation ovation is about the same price and for the same price and the same um 50 ml bottle i think it was 85 bucks or so or whatnot and i think that's well worth the price for ovation so i agree with that as well as far as for a 10 a.m flirt uh, by Kieran new york that 50 ml bottle for 84 dollars is well worth the price and i think uh 10 mls is about 30 so you can score yourself a smaller uh, bottle for a lower cost with that so it's it's a good fragrance it's definitely one that i don't think will be for everybody but it's definitely one i think will be for a lot of people and it is definitely worth the price at that price point so if you get a chance to get a sample definitely try it out let me know what you think and that is it for us today i think i've talked enough about fragrance for this podcast and this has been the sartorial and geek podcast by webster style where we talk about bow ties comic books and everything in between i have been your host webster style feel free to drop us a line on the web at Email us at info at WebsterStyleMagazine.com or DM us on Instagram at WebsterStyle or at Sotoyo and Geek or send us a tweet on Twitter at WebsterStyle. And as always, visit us on the web at WebsterStyle.com or SotoyoAndGeek.com. Thank you as always for your time and remember be safe out there and stay blessed. It is what it seems. Chicks be looking thick leggings, you know what I mean? I don't know. Take a hint, though. Don't try to get me at a moment. Moment, though. Smoking hot, rocking this pen. So thin. Tie hairline, looking like a skin. So pimp. No lie, I'm sharper than the utensil. And stroke, mental. Plain dang, homie. I was hoping we could walk out with that bang, bang, honey. See them plain James, honey. Them lame friends, honey. We tell it, fit it crazy like that thing came on me. Hey, mommy. Look a lady, main thing. Want me on the scene. Fit popping like a main vein. Running blood color, lips smashing with the hand. Clutch money, holding back. Kinda funny, can you tell me what's the price I got the range? Rover, hang on me when we walking, looking Gucci like that thing sprayed on me. Walking with a limp like an ankle sprain on me. Yeah, I rocked the cardigan, she don't really want me because one man should have all that styling. Take it out, clothes on the floor, passing. No one girl should fit it all in them jeans. So take it off and let me see what's
Oh, you wanted to? Oh, I completely read that wrong. <laughs>